Okay. Are we going? We up? We're good? We're rocking? We're rolling? Everything? Everything's going good? So far? Yeah, looks like it. Good evening. For, don't mind don't mind the green screen glitching there. Uh I fixed it. I fixed it. Anyway, good evening everybody. It's uh it's June. Oh, there. It's June, uh, which is terrifying. Uh, it means we're just over a month away from the NHL draft. So uh, I'll be a very busy bee for the next little while. Um, got two videos in the works uh, that are on the way through the production room. Uh, then I got at least four to shoot this weekend. So a big, big weekend for me. Uh, so I will be, uh, I'll be just, just firing, uh, just firing stuff out all weekend long and then uh, send it over to my faithful editor, as soon as I can, because it's getting to the point where we're really going to need to start uh, getting these videos out. So stay tuned for some for some high flying fun. Um, other than that, I wanted to wish uh, every single person in the whole entire world, especially those who uh, choose to participate in, in Pride Month. Super, super, uh, super excited about that. Uh, way to go. Um, and yeah, so uh <laughs> the other thing I did want to mention off the top, uh, if anyone here lives in Ontario, tomorrow is election day. Uh, if you haven't voted already, this guy has. Um, but if you haven't, you probably should. I don't give, I don't care who you vote for. Um, but uh, trust me, if, if we're unable to vote, you're you're probably going to miss the ability to vote. Uh, it's a small thing you can do, but it's also a very big thing you can do. And I would urge you all to to do so, regardless of regardless of uh of of who you choose to support um but anyway let's get down to uh the questions of the evening uh i feel like that's about good time to do so i will also mention that next thursday the mckean's video team will be on the show we meant to do this week but i had to reschedule at the last minute so we pushed it to next week and we should all be there and it'll be a good time uh the first question of the, of the night uh where do you see maverick lamaru going I'd say as high as the late first, but no later than the than the end of the second round. I would think. I think teams will be enamored with the potential, his skating and his shot quality, and will go, yeah. What if it, what if it works out with him? And I would have time for that argument, but I'm not. I'm not super super happy to draft that guy super high. Every time I've watched him this year, I go, okay, yes. If you just sort of throw all current evaluation out the window, he could be a thing. Sure, he could be a thing. You know, he's 6'8". Uh, he could be a thing, but I'm not I'm not betting on it. Um, Will at a very nice subscriber count right now. Don't think I haven't noticed. Don't think I haven't noticed. Um, but I think it's already surpassed the really, really nice one. But uh, I think someday soon we'll cross into the next, uh, next decimal point, which is fun i guess it's been a long time since i've seen a new number pop up on there i guess it usually only happens around draft season but that's that's whatever uh i have no clue if my earlier comment disappeared it looks like it did uh how am i doing how's life thoughts on dominic ramon i think he looks decent so i've seen ramon a little bit just recently in the last couple of weeks i'm gonna need to look at more i can't really give you a detailed look i only was able to see him for a very brief period of time but i thought he was neat i feel like he's got enough pace and speed to get drafted and enough skill um how am I doing? Things are very, very busy. Part of the reason I've got four videos to shoot this weekend is because there's I'm I'm in a wedding later this month, and uh, then I'm also in Montreal for the Grand Prix, so I just have to just fire everything uh, out as fast as I can. 
over the weeks uh, upcoming into the draft. And then I go to Montreal. Uh, I'll be there for the week of the draft um, all week. And then, uh, I mean, maybe I'll have some time to like put some videos out last minute before the, before the, the draft, but it's going to be a busy couple of weeks. So it's a little intense, um, but such as life. And then once the draft is over, I'm, I'm going to do the recap videos like I used to. Uh, this year is not what it was last year for me. Um, so I think I'm going to do it uh, and just get those out of the way because I think people like them and breaking it down into individual teams makes it also good for the channel. Um, thoughts on Dylan James being picked in 30 to 40 range, won the USHL Rookie of the Year. That's high for me. I've seen Dylan James. I had him ranked for a while. I think on my last list I had him ranked. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I like Dylan James, but 30 to 40 is really high. Like he's skilled and, and, and he can push pace a little bit, but you know, and he, and, and in the games I, I did a track a game of him and I want to do more. It was, he's one of these guys where not much was really happening unless the puck was in the offensive zone, but, uh, he was pretty good at times in that situation. So I'll circle back and take a look at him, but I feel based on what I've seen of him over the year, there's always going to be better players uh available in 30 to 40 than you think there are there always always is um so i wouldn't do it but i could see it potentially being be i could see it potentially happening because that kind of draft pick is how you end up with such really really good players available in that range uh between Cylinder, Johnson, Roslovic, and Texier, do you think the Blue Jackets have a potential first line center that should they try again in the draft or trade market I don't think any of those are number one centers, right? Like, look at the number one centers around the league, right? In the playoffs, right? Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid. Um, what are the other teams? Uh, Mika Zibanejad. Um, you know, Zibanejad, I think, is probably the guy who had the longest development curve there. Uh, and uh, the Rangers are playing. Oh, my God, I'm blanking on who the Rangers are playing. Um, I'm starting to panic and freak out. Um... Wow, how can I not figure this out? Anyway, point is, I feel like that's not quite enough. Um, I don't think Ken Johnson's a center anyway. Um, so yeah, oh Tampa, right? Okay, Steven Stamkos. There you go. There's your number one. There's your number one center there. So like, are any of those guys going to go toe to toe against those guys? Probably not. Like, I feel like Cole Sillinger and Alex Texier in some kind of combination could maybe tread water at some point, but I wouldn't bet on it. Um. Yeah. So I, th I, I yeah. Sorry, uh, my brain skipped a beat there. Yeah. So I think I think that that's probably the guy that you're gonna that that you're probably gonna need a little bit more uh, than that to go toe to toe against the best in the league. But uh, who knows what that means? Uh, there's probably someone available in the in the trade market you could pick up. Uh, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's, you know, it's a good group of forwards for sure. Like, good group of forwards, but just not quite top, top end. Um, why does Minnesota get a second-round pick as compensation for not signing a 2018 first-round pick, rewarding poor drafting? Well, I mean, it could be that it, it, you could make the same argument of Philip Johansson just didn't want to sign with Minnesota, right? So it seems like it's a reasonable thing to do. Like, the value of a second-round pick compared to a first-round pick makes it so that you really don't want to be not hitting on your first round pick um Johansson was a head scratcher at the time for sure uh but I I mean it's in the CBA where teams if they draft a first round pick who doesn't want to play for them or doesn't want to sign with them 
or or the team doesn't want to sign them, then they get a compensatory pick back. It's not it's not really a reward, right? Like you're picking he, they're going to pick like 55th or something when they could have had a first round pick that that could have worked out for them. Like that like Rasmus Sandin could be a Minnesota Wild member right now, and he's not. Um I'm pretty sure that they drafted Johansson over Sandin, for example, just as an example. Um how does Noah Oslin compare to Berggren in his draft year? I think Berggren is a higher pace player. I, with Osland, the problem with Osland, I'd say in terms of their physical, like, frame, they're somewhat similar. But Berggren was just a high pace, high skill menace along the boards. Really hardworking guy. Kept his feet moving a lot. Noah Osland kind of doesn't have that. He's fast and fluid on his feet, really good edges to turn around the ice. More of a, like, I don't want to use the word floaty in a bad way, but he's much more floaty than Berggren, who really went out and went out and made things happen a lot. Osland, when he has the puck, he certainly, I think Osland has a little bit more, I hate the phrase hockey sense, but he does seem to have a bit of a better feel for the game and like working off line mates than Berggren did, whereas Berggren might have a little bit more one-on-one talent and skill. But the, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. They're kind of in the same, in the same range of reality. But I, I think with Oslin, there's a bit more question marks about how his game projects. Cause I don't know how effective a w- of a winger he'll be if he can't work out at center. Cause <clears throat> you know, he needs the open ice to work with, but yeah, I, 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 I think I, looking back on it, I think I like Berggren a little bit more, but that also might be recency bias. But Osland is a very, 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 very high-ceiling player. Uh, does he hit it? I don't know. It'll take luck, but yeah. Any thoughts on Alexander Smolin? No, but I'll check him out, uh, usually, as I do. Uh, let me just make sure I write his name down. Oh, he's a goaltender. Therefore, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I mean, he's stopping pucks. He's playing on the best team in the MHL, or at least in the Eastern Conference, and he's stopping a lot of pucks. Uh, bonsoir, Jeremy. Uh, my watch list currently consists of Matthew Ward, Servak Petrovsky, and Hunter Height. What are your thoughts on them? What should I look for in them? So, Matthew Ward will be fascinating. I saw someone recently, just now, comment about Connor McLennan. You want to see, like, sort of a copy version of Connor McLennan in this year's draft, it's probably Matthew Ward. I like you see a guy who is shifty, has really good sort of one-on-one skill and can if you clip the right moments, he can be pretty impressive, but in terms of a full hockey game, 5 on 5 driving play at both ends, I just don't see it with Ward. I pulled him off my list today actually, just cuz towards the end of the draft season, I always tend to look at my list and go, all right, who do I legitimately really, who have I seen enough of to really believe in is one. And two, who do I think is even worth taking a chance on, right? And someone will take a chance on Matthew Ward. Like late round pick, I think he'll get picked. And I get the feeling that in junior, he's going to score. I, I think that's not really the the issue. But you know, I think a big thing that kind of illuminated him for me was at the world world under 18s where I thought, okay, this is an opportunity for him where if he is going to be one of these undersized high skill guys that, that, that their production carries forward out of the WHL, then this is the tournament where he should be doing stuff. 
and I just didn't see much out of him, really. I, I feel like he was getting closed off a lot by faster opponents, couldn't evade them very well. Um, he had some good moments, for sure, but in terms of, again, we're not talking about moments, we're talking about a sample of a large amount of time. And I didn't really see much where I'm going, okay, yeah, Matthew Ward is, is a guy that I'm really, really interested in. And, you know, he's he's a good player. I think he's a good junior player. He's skilled. Um, you know, so he's a, he's a nice, he's a good player. Uh, but I don't think there's much NHL upside there. Petrovsky, I honestly haven't seen enough of Petrovsky. I actually wrote him down today to take a, take a better look at him. The advantage he's got is youth. He's almost a 20. He's pretty young for the draft. Um, I think he's almost a 2023 eligible. I don't know. I, he's all, I, what I've seen of him in, in isolation and he's an, he's, he's, he's a hard worker, uh, pretty shifty, but I, I just feel like he kind of, I don't know. He's one of these guys where I'm watching him and I'm going, uh, okay. Like his numbers aren't particularly explosive. Uh, they don't really catch your eye. I don't know. It's, it, there's a lot, there's a lot with him where I have questions, but I also haven't seen enough of him where I'm absolutely certain. Um, Hunter height. I've tried with him many, many times over the course of the year. And it's, again, it's one of these things where there's probably always going to be better players that I would bet on unless it's like the mid to late rounds. And by that point, I bet that height's going to be gone. Like someone's going to draft him in the second round, you know, <laughs> or, or something like that. You know, he's really skilled. He's got great hands. Uh, you can't really fault him for that. And it's, but it's, it's just, again, it's a matter of isolation versus everything all at once. And his entire game seems very limited. Um, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have the puck on his stick, he's very passive. He can, he can stick handle really well and sort of attacks the middle of the ice pretty well. But again, I haven't thought enough of Hunter height where I'm going, yeah, like this guy is lights out, but he could be, I could easily see Hunter height being like a Matthew Nyes of this year's draft where he never got his feet really under him or he needed to develop his skating more. And two years from now he's in the NHL and, you know, dangling guys left, right, and center. Like I could see that being a possibility, but again, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, I feel like there's only been, there aren't that many cases like Matthew Nyes where they're completely out of nowhere that they went from a moderate level draft pick. You know, some people were really low on him last year to being arguably should have easily gone in the first round. Um, and that seems pretty rare to happen so fast. Maybe that's what he's going to be for next year because of the COVID thing taking away his season last year. But who knows? Uh, it, to me, it's just a risk that I'm not really super willing to take unless it's, you know, unless you're super, super confident uh, and it's sort of in the mid rounds. And I feel like someone's going to pick him in the second round. Uh, is Miguel Tourigny a top 45 pick from David St. Louis? I don't think so. Uh Tourigny, every time I've seen Tourigny, we, we can chat about this later, David, but every time I've seen Tourigny, I'm going, all right, this guy's really skilled, probably the most skilled defenseman in the, in the queue, I would think, but he's also like basically just a forward. Like he, I, I've seen him playing defense, like actual defense, not the position, because that's just the position he plays, but playing defense. And I, I think he's kind of a non-factor. Like if I pull up his data here. Um, Miguel Tourigny. So like what I see here when I look at this is a guy who is obviously producing at an ab absurd rate for a defenseman. Like this is just absurd, the kind of production he's getting. And, and maybe a team drafts him, you know, like I could see a team drafting him and going, look, he's really small, but really skilled and dynamic and everything. And, and, and 
I could see it, but I don't think I would do it. Again, we're in the business of finding NHL players, and I feel like with Touringy, you know, like like what sets Lane Hudson apart from Miguel Touringy for me is like the sense of deception that Lane Hudson brings, the quickness that he can get out of his out of his pivots and changes of direction, um, the misdirection and the playmaking in the offensive zone. You know, he really knows how to sort of play with the puck and and make 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 plays happen in the positive direction. Whereas Tourigny is very much sort of a finisher to me. And just, you give him the puck and let him do whatever he wants. And I get the feeling that that's really tough uh, to project. I don't know. I haven't tracked any games of Tourigny. Maybe I should take a closer look. But every time I've watched him, like to me also, the bigger issue is is you're drafting a defenseman. So you need them to defend in some way. And I've seen Tourigny kind of be a non-factor in that area. But he's got skill. He's got a good shot. There's a lot to like. I just, yeah, I don't know. Depends. Like, I don't know about top 45. Like, again, I get the feeling that someone's going to slip and slip hard and they're going to go, you know, like if I have a top 45 pick, I just don't think he's really high on my priority list. But later on, yeah, I guess I could see that. Uh, the Sabres are in a good position. But also, I will say this. If Miguel Turing gets drafted, and that, that means to me that Yuri Tiachek should be drafted because I tracked another game of that guy and – He's still great. I still will stand by my Tia Czech assessment playing in the Czech Pro League this year. He's looked really good. Um, at least better than I expected uh, for a guy had, that had the issues he had last year. The Sabres are in a good position in the offseason cap-wise. Do you see a team giving at least a second-round pick to take on a bad contract? If so, which teams do you think would? Um, well, your best bet is always going to be teams that need to move money. Um, I mean, Vegas comes to mind if they have a pick. They have a second-round pick. Um, and they have no cap space. Montreal has a lot of LTIR contracts. Tampa probably will need to move some stuff, but they don't have a second round pick. They've got a first and a fourth. Um, I'm trying to think of who else, like maybe San Jose can dump a contract, but that's a big contract to dump on the buff on the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I mean, Vegas would be my first target, you know, maybe Boston, but yeah, especially because they've got us. They've got the last year of David Pasternak coming up, um, but they also have a lot of money coming off the books next season. So maybe they can just make it work. Um, but that's assuming that they don't bring back a guy like uh, Patrice Bergeron if he doesn't want to come back or anything. I mean, those kinds of deals are always kind of out there. I mean, Toronto's given up first round picks in the past to take on dead cap. So who knows? It's not impossible. It's certainly possible. Uh, you mentioned on Locked On Canadians that there's only one player that you don't have that, that that you don't have ranked that other people are relatively high on. Who was that player? Uh, that was Lamaru. Uh, I don't have Lamaru ranked, and on average, he's ranked to be about a mid-second round pick. But I think that's the biggest one that's like a lot of people have him ranked, and I just I just don't. Uh, 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 uh. Hi, Will. Hello, Chris. Besides Lambert, is there a guy that might be available at 28 who you would be sprinting to the stage to select? Uh, I mean, at 28, that's kind of the same range as my short list. And I feel pretty happy about the group that I've got here of Lambert, Trikozov, Mashar, Casey Kulich. If I, if I get any of the last four, I'm happy. I, I find it unlikely in this year's draft, especially that there's going to be someone at 28 where I'm like unbelievably thrilled that they're available. That's likely to be there. Like, I'd be really excited about Gleb, even though I know people have their reservations about him. Maybe you trade back and see if you can land him. 
Um, if Liam Ogren is available at that pick, then I'm more than happy to pick him there. I don't think he will be, but maybe. I mean, Frank Nazer might be one where if by some miracle he's available, then that would be a good one. Other than that, the rest are just guys that I really like that you might be able to snag later. Like if Danila Yurov is available at the end of the first round and he has some intentions of coming over to North America like pretty soon and there's nothing that will affect that, then maybe that's a bet you could make. Um, yeah, it's just the, I think it's just a lot of it is the nature of the draft this year for me. Craig Button in an interview says that Tucker Robertson is a top 20 to 30 pick for some team. I think Tucker Robertson is similar to Brett Leeson. I'm not a fan of Tucker Robertson. I don't know where that's coming from. I've watched him a few times, but if someone takes Tucker Robertson in the first round, like, I don't know. I've seen him a few times, and I don't know. I could see a team drafting him, but I find that his pace is, is slow. He's, you know, a good shooter, good finisher, but I just don't think it projects super well, but... I'll I'll check him out again because I feel like it's prudent to do so because I checked him out a few months ago and it's been a while but that seems a little that seems that seems little nutty to me. Is there a chance Kulanumi plays in the OHL next season? I feel why do I think he was committed to an NCAA team? Usually the guys that play on Yokerit go to the NCAA. I mean it's not impossible. Uh is there a chance he plays in the OHL next season? I mean, there's not a 0% chance. Uh, I've seen guys leave Jokerit before to play uh, over here. But usually Finns don't leave uh, to to come over in the import draft, usually. Where do you see Jagger Furcus, get, Jagger Furcus getting picked? Uh, I don't know, somewhere in the 20s, I think is reasonable to expect. Um, I like Jagger Furcus. He's skilled and has high pace in his game. Uh, I just wonder about him in the NHL and how he'll produce against bigger guys because he is pretty slender and pretty easy to knock off pucks and not very good under pressure. But if he's got some space to play with, he's pretty lights out and he's a lot of fun. Uh, I've seen that elite prospects put Michael Fisher in their top 32 thoughts. I They love him. They I know a couple of people there that love him and I don't see it. I mean, I set my bar really high for prep school hockey Michael Fisher's on my watch list because I think his skating level and his size and combination is pretty good. But I've watched a couple of games of his, the ones that I can find online. And, you know, if he's not rushing the pucks up the ice himself and is, and he relies on his passing, it's at, at the prep school level, not particularly good. Um, you know, he's very sort of, he's got an interesting combination of tools, but I feel similarly to him as I did about Ian Moore, who was a teammate of his a few years ago, where, look, if someone's going to draft him 37th overall or something, um, then go ahead uh, for sure. But I'm going to guarantee that there's going to be players that I like way more available uh, elsewhere. I mean, I don't know. I, I got to go back and watch Michael Fisher, but I watched a couple of games of his where he played like 40 minutes a night and maybe not 40, but it was definitely at least 30. And, uh, I just, I don't know. He's, he's got, he's got this, he's got the foot speed and he's got the sort of puck carrying confidence, but it's so hard to project that beyond prep school. Like when I looked at Scott Morrow last year, I saw a guy who was passing pucks all over the ice. He was carrying pucks. He was deceiving guys. He was creating offensively without having to really crash to the below the goal line area or into the middle of the ice himself. He could do that, but he could also stick to the blue line and manipulate and move pucks around. There was just such a diverse, uh, diverse skill set going on there that that I uh, that I that I just really really like. 
Um, wanted to know your thoughts on Dylan Cousins. He played pretty good in the World Championships. Do you see him taking the next step next year? I would not use the World Championships as a barometer for the direction of a player. I mean, a lot of players go to the World Championships and play really, really well. Uh, and, you know, the NHL, again, this is, it just goes back. Like, you think the NHL is hard. It's harder. Like, it's, it's not the World Championships. The World Championships the Austrian team is full of guys that play pro hockey in Austria. And when I look at draft eligibles in Austria, like the ones that play like in the Alps hockey league and have a point per game are not guys like Luca Auer. Like I wouldn't pick him. Um, it's just not the same level of play. So, I mean, he played well. I saw a bit of the world championship since last week. He played pretty well, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's any sort of barometer of a future breakout. Like if there was a time he was, he was playing NHL hockey, what a month ago, if he, if he left the NHL and played at the world junior or the under at the world championships and took a step in that month by going to a different tournament, I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. I, I, if anything, the summer coming now for him and the training that he'll do, will do a lot more to make him better next year than playing well at the world championships. In my view, um, Lambert down two spots. Oh, that's a typo. Uh, let me fix that. Uh, I meant to, that, that should be one. That should be a one. He went down one spot. Still in the same tier, but I put Cooley ahead of him. Uh, what happened to him? Uh, I mean, I don't, uh, uh, it's not that big of a deal. With Logan Cooley, I see a more dynamic and predictable, predictable in a sense of like where he projects. I see a more predictable player there than Brad Lambert. Brad Lambert is a wild is a wild card. I I I I love the kid. I really really want him to work out. The game I watched, he was very ineffective, but wasn't not effective either. It was very again, it's very strange watching him play hockey in Finland. They did the whole five wide breakout thing again a couple of times in that game. They're not using him that much as an actual transition option. Like the, you'll have to wait for the report. I think I'm going to be shooting it this weekend, actually. And you gotta like the, 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 the basically across the board, the way that his data just plummeted after leaving Yaveskala is just bizarre. Like he was involved in like 40 plus percent of his offensive transitions or of his team's offensive transitions in Yaveskala as like a key cog to get pucks up the ice and passing like 80% efficiency and like, 80% efficiency transitioning pucks and just a monster in that area of the game went to Yaveskala or went to Pelicans. He could be anyone else. He could, he could be literally anybody else in the draft, uh, you know, inactive, not being utilized very well, but when he does get the puck on his stick, the same sort of efficiency levels are still there, but I don't know. And like some people are saying, Oh, his hockey sense is hockey sense is hockey sense. And I think that area of the game has gotten a lot better for him. Um, but I do wonder about, uh, a few different areas of his game where it, it comes from where, where, you know, I think he needs to get stronger. He seems to hit the deck a lot in terms of literally just falling down and, and falling off balance and just, he, he puts in the work, but he's not quite there yet, but that doesn't mean that he's not good. Like, I, I still think that he's a top, top end guy in this year's draft and I'd be more than happy to, to, to have him, but with a guy like it's it's him and Cooley I think that are kind of one and two in that sense and look Cooley's gonna go first he's gonna go before him and I can see why I still look at Lambert and I go probably Lambert if he you know if he's a guy that falls as far as he might 
yeah, like take the take the take the plunge and trust in the talent and get him the hell out of Finland because I don't think it's working for him over there anymore. I don't know. I I wish I had a better I wish I had a better um I wish I had a better analysis, but it just be, it just kind of came down. It was my seventh game of watching him. It just kind of came down to like gun, you know. It it just came down to when push comes to shove, whose name am I calling first? in reality. And I think the answer is Logan Cooley just because of the dynamic creative vision and and offensive play that I've seen out of him on smaller ice, even though he doesn't quite have the speed and skill combo that Lambert has, he gets the job done significantly better than Lambert. How much of it is Lambert's fault? I think it's not as much as people would say, but, but, but I do think that he does factor into a little, a little bit. I don't know. You might be able to get both. So that's nice. Uh, what do you think of a team making an offer sheet of one times 4 million for Sandine that would only cost a second and the Leafs probably couldn't match? The Leafs match that and deal with the problems later. Uh, what's up, Matatron? I watched Elite Prospects video on round one and they had Korchinski ranked in the mid first, but had lots to say about his skating and decisions. Almost like he was broken. Thoughts? Well, I mean, they do say things like that a lot. Um, I, it's, he's, he's an interesting player. Again, I, he's, he's a, he's mobile and skilled and quite confident with the puck on his stick. Um, but his passing decisions are questionable. He's a great puck carrier, but he kind of doesn't seem to hit targets very often in transition, uh, through his passing, at least his defending, I think needs work. He needs to fill out. Uh, he's an upside guy. I think that he could be a really good puck carrying defenseman. Like to me, if you don't get Simone Nemich, you could get Korchinski and probably be happy. Like if, if you really like defensemen that play like Simone Nemich, then Korchinski is a guy that you could land. And in the mid first, I think that's reasonable. He's mobile. He's fluid. Uh, you know, he's got offensive creativity with pucks to the middle of the ice uh, in the offensive zone, especially you can work on the defending, but even if he turns out to be an offensive leaning guy that you wish could play a little bit better defensively, that's perfectly reasonable. I, I think as a second pair guy uh, in the, uh, in the NHL at some point. Hello, Alex Hood. Rank these center winger tweeners in order of most to least likely to become centers at the NHL level. Savoy, Lambert, Savoy, Nazer, Lambert, Gauthier. Uh, well, Gauthier has not played center all year from what I've seen him. Um, at least not that I, in the games I've seen. Um, like most to least likely to become centers. So I'd say most likely... Uh, I mean, you can always bet on the big guys to land at center, so we'll say Gauthier. But I, I if it were me, like Will Scouch talking, I'd go Lambert, Nazer, Gauthier, Savoy. Like, I just don't know if Savoy's going to work out at center. Um, but I'd say Gauthier, Savoy are like a tie. But I would say, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't try Lambert on the wing. I want him in open ice and giving him that ability. Frank Nazer, I think he could play center for sure. Like, he's probably the safest bet. He's been playing center all year. Uh, he has the sort of fluid sort of foot footwork to sort of position himself well. Um, I don't know why that's going on back there for my green screen. Whatever. Uh, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it later. Um, yeah, so I think Nazer has sort of the sensibilities and positioning, positioning and, and sense of awareness to play center and that could work. Uh, Gauthier, I don't know if I would do it, but I could see, I don't know. I could see it, but I don't know if I would do it. I like him on the wing. Like he's been playing all year. 
uh, gives them a little bit more freedom to sort of chip in offensively a little more. But uh, who knows? If it, but if it were me, I'd probably go. Yeah, if it were me, I'd go Lambert, Nazer, and then a tie between Goche and Savoy. Thoughts on Noah Warren? Is he similar to Eric Cernak or different stylistically? I mean, I could kind of see the Eric Cernak comparison there. He's a big physical guy that leans defensively, but has enough sort of skill to chip in offensively. Warren, I think, could turn out to be... Like, I think that's an optimistic view of Warren. Like, he's a smart defensive player. He's physical. He's he's intense, but just doesn't have many offensive tools in the toolkit. He's fluid on his feet. Maybe there's some leverage to work in there. Uh, I have him ranked kind of low, but I can easily see why someone would draft him higher than I have him ranked, especially NHL people. Uh, I, I think they're relatively similar, but I do remember, like I've watched some Eric Cernak over the course of the playoffs and I've watched some Noah Warren over the last little while. I think Cernak has more to bring to the table and I think Cernak was playing, had like similar com- similar production, but like in a pro hockey league at 17. I could be wrong on that. Um unless I'm thinking of someone else but stylistically they're kind of up the same alley uh where is Jordan Dumay getting picked probably later than you think I I mean I would think that he's gonna get the bocage treatment of like third or fourth round uh good evening Joe if you could pick the perfect line mate prospect or current NHLer for Brad Lambert regardless of the team situation who would it be (laughs) I mean that's a pretty big question like pick a human being to play with Brad Lambert um Elias Pettersson, I feel like if Lambert could just find Pettersson with the puck, then you're going to have a good time. Oh, that works. There we go. Just move the green screen. Um, Noah Fletcher, have you watched any of Garrett Brown in the USHL? Notice he's Curtis Brown's son and could be a fun pickup for the Sharks in later rounds. I've seen him a little bit here and there. I've tracked a couple of games. I don't I don't see much there. He's got good hands, um, and he's sort of confident with the puck, but I don't – again, he's one of these guys that's sort of part of the background noise in the draft. Will he get drafted? I could see it. Sure, you work with the hand. You work with the hands first, and then you build around it. But that's – I don't know. Could he work? I can't say he can't, but I'm also I, – I don't have him ranked, and I probably won't by the end of the year. Uh, your thoughts on Nazer going to Ottawa would look good on the line with Stutzla and I don't know, Hengus Crookshank. Yeah. Yeah. True. I like, I like Frank Nazer in Ottawa. I think that's a perfectly reasonable pick at seven. Like if that's what happens, then I think Ottawa fans should be excited. He, he's what they kind of like. He's physical. He's skilled. He's, he's, you know, he's resilient. Um, and he gets his chances, man. The guy can get to scoring areas. He gets his chances. He's got some decent speed in a straight line as well. Um, yeah, I like Frank Nazar. I did a game of him today, and he looked pretty good. It was the it was the semifinal against the Czech Republic, and, and he was pretty darn good. Thoughts on the Devils' future? Uh, the Devils' future, well, uh, got to pray every day um, and keep the devil away. Um, but seriously, also on Alex Holtz, I mean, the Devils in their future, I mean, I think they're looking pretty good. Uh, I think that Jack Hughes every year just seems to get better. Nico Heischer is still Nico Heischer. Alex Holtz, I think, is learning the lessons he needs to learn. He got, he seemed to get better over the course of the year. Um, I think they're doing just fine. You know, you, you spent a lot of money on Dougie Hamilton, and we'll see how that goes. But they're they're 
they're they're on the ups i mean this is kind of the beginning of where i'm going all right like now is the time where you really start pushing for the playoffs like you've got to you've got to at least that's the expectation is like at some point you got to go okay when are we going to start turning the corner here um so yeah cautiously optimistic uh what's the ticket price for the draft i have no idea Saw the national championship game between Brooks and Pickering. Do you see anything in Zach Bookman or Fink? I don't know who Fink is, but I mean, with Zach Bookman, I've seen him here and there. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. There's a couple of guys on Brooks that I think I would keep an eye on in college and see if maybe they want to be free agent signings at some point. Guys like Ryan McAllister stick out to me. Um, Bookman, I mean, I don't know. I could see Bookman getting a late round flyer, but again, I feel like there's going to be better players that are always going to be available that I would rather have over Bookman. Uh, thoughts on Mitchell Miller winning the MVP of the USHL? It's bullshit, but I'm not, I, I, did you really think that they were not going to give it to him and not going to vote for him? Like he had a great year, but, and, and did you actually think that hockey people would set aside off ice stuff to, to avoid giving someone an award? No, they, they won't because they don't, because they don't get, they don't care and they don't get it. So I'm not surprised and it's bunk. It looks like Arbor Jakaj is doing pretty good in Hamilton. What do you think in the, he is in the NHL? Do you think he actually plays? I don't know. I, I've seen Jack, I, however you pronounce his name, I can't remember. I've seen him here and there, and he has been good in Edmonton, but also keep in mind, like, Edmonton is a wagon of a team. Like, they are, they are going for it. Uh, they're, they're going for it. Um, and that's going to make other players look really good. And he's been fine. He's a good defensive player, but... I don't know. I see if anything in the NHL, I could see his role being very limited, I guess. Most exciting Swede, probably Osland. Like in terms of most exciting, I'd go Osland. Yeah, Osland, easy. Uh, thoughts on Fraser Minton? Meh. Again, part of the background noise. Like he's a, he's a, he could, he, he's like, Sem- I like Seminov a little better, better. I think Seminov brings better pace to his game. And I think he brings, you know, if he fills out a little more, his natural tendency to be more physically active could help him. Minton, I feel like just doesn't have the same amount of pace or foot speed or agility. Um, a good tertiary player at the junior level to play with good players for sure. He makes, be- makes room for other, other players can make smart little plays here and there. I just don't see a ton of upside in Fraser Minton personally. But, you know, late round swing, sure. If someone really, really wants him and he's there, whatever. How do you feel about Isaac Howard? I want to like Isaac Howard really bad. I want him to be a thing. Um, Certainly one of the more skilled and confident offensive creators that I've tracked this year. Um, I can show you his data, too, because it's pretty good. If my keyboard would work. There we go. Uh, His name is Isaac. So... I mean, yeah, so Isaac Isaac Howard is a very interesting player. There's a lot of really, really good things going on here. He's among the leaders in dangerous uh, dangerous pass attempts and dangerous shot attempts in combination, fifth top five in that area of the game. Pretty good with his shot assists as well. High volume transition guy, really effective as well. High volume of, of involvement over almost 40%. He's all out offense. Like his defensive game, I think, is you're drafting him to be a scorer. That's basically what you're drafting him for. Um, you know, he kind of he kind of reminds me a little bit of like Dawson Mercer a couple of years ago where there's a lot of dual threat offense, good finishing ability, good skill. You know, you just wonder how much he's going to put it together, but if he does and sort of brings it at both ends as well as he can bring it when he's got the puck, then there could be something there. He's exciting, he's shifty, he kind of 
also might need to learn how to push and pull the game a little bit better than he does. He's kind of all out, balls to the wall, go, go, go mode all the time. But I don't, I think you can work on that. Um, but in terms of offensive output and transitioning pucks up the ice, he does it better than a lot of guys in this year's draft. And I think you can bank on that. Hmm. Thoughts on the Avs versus Oilers series. Uh, look, the NHL's priority should be to up scoring, which they have done. This is why people complained about the NHL playoffs before. Like, I don't understand. I've never understood why people in hockey love two one games. Like, part of the reason people make fun of football or soccer around the world is because nobody scores. Nobody does the exciting part, right? Whereas in hockey, it seems like they want nobody to do the exciting part. But when the exciting part happens, it's really exciting. And that game last night was absolutely bananas. Um, on many different levels. It's crazy to me that since the last time I streamed, I feel like... The Calgary goal that was called back and the Edmonton goal or the Avalanche goal that was not called back, probably like, and again, this is the literal textbook definition of controversial. Like those might be the two most honestly controversial things that have happened in a hockey game since probably that Matt Duchesne overtime or over or offside goal. But even then that was blatantly obvious that it shouldn't have counted. Like, and what I mean by controversial is like, if you think that that Barkley Goudreau goal was a goal, I kind of believe you, but I also totally understand how it's not a goal. And that offside goal last night or whatever, that was, I could absolutely see how that should not be a goal. I get it, but I also absolutely see how it should be a goal. Like, it's bizarre. It was, it's, it's so strange to see those two things back to back, uh, it basically within a week it was it's pretty surreal and very strange but hockey is surreal and strange they literally strap blades onto their feet and wear a bunch of plastic equipment and run around chasing a rubber disc with a stick like we're in the weirdest sport that's popular at least in north america it's crazy but uh it's been a, i loved the game last night i thought it was really exciting um I mean, both teams are just going, they're just hammering each other. Uh, I still like the abs based on what I saw last night. I, but, but again, pl playing Pavel Francouz, it's sometimes the playoffs come down to goaltending. And if, if Kemper's done, done, and you've got Francouz Annan in net. Yeah. You've got Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen in the other end, but like, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but that is, uh, it was a heck of a night. Why do you say I don't know so many times what makes you look not confident in what you believe and say? Well, one, I'm live on camera. It's kind of a tick. Um, but also, certainty is kind of dumb. Uh, I don't like being certain because the business I'm in is literally driven around uncertainty. I know what I've seen. I know what I believe. But I don't... I will never have absolute certainty about very much. Am I certain Brad Lambert is literally the third best player in this year's draft? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. But, um, and I also feel like I say that kind of thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is, uh, don't worry about it. And I'm not super concerned about it. If you don't think I'm confident, uh, that's whatever i'm just i'm just being me and i feel pretty confident about most of this stuff should montreal trade down to draft cooley or naser no next question 
If you were the Jets, would you decide on the St. Louis second rounder this year, the Rangers own it, or the Rangers second rounder for 2023? Apparently they have 48 hours after the final game to decide. Ah, if you were the Jets, would you decide on St. Louis's second rounder this year or the Rangers' second rounder next year? I probably would go with next year. Mostly because I think next year's draft might be a little deeper. And this year's draft, I mean, if you have a mid-late second rounder, you might be able to snag someone. But the difference in the late second round year to year, unless something really amazing happens, is relatively negligible but i also feel like st louis and new york st louis this year i feel like could have a later draft pick than the rangers next year but famous last words i've seen a lot of people compare shane Wright to patrice bergeron with a better shot but would be a better would a better camp comparable be mika's advantage ad but better defensively don't listen to people comparing shane Wright to patrice bergeron shane Wright himself has compared himself to patrice bergeron i believe Look, I don't, I don't know. I, do, I don't see it. I don't. Um, Zabanajad, I mean, Zabanajad, I think is a, is an interesting comparable there. Maybe I could see, I believe that significantly more than Patrice Bergeron. I think he's a bit of a, I mean, Zabanajad is more of a goal scorer these days. And I think Shane Wright could be that, but his playmaking, I think is, is also pretty good. Um, and I get the feeling that that's going to work out just fine for him as well. Like, he could be a dual-threat offensive guy. But the defensive game, I mean, you're not... I don't know. He's going to need guys to go out and do a lot of the work for him. But he always is positioned well defensively. Um, he's in the right spots a lot. But I don't know. I don't really see Patrice Bergeron there. Uh, how's your NHL bracket going? Terribly. Do you know David Reinbacher? Yes, I do. Uh, also, I saw the comment. Yeah, Braden Point's the number one center and Steven Stamkos. Okay, but you, okay, that still. Stamkos and Point, better than any of those Columbus Blue Jackets that were named. Uh, David Reinbacher. Yeah, I mean, he's an Austrian defenseman. I watched him a bit this year. Uh, I like him. I want to see him next year. I, I think he's draftable next year, literally. Like, I think he's, you know, a guy that you would draft next year. Um, I could see him being maybe not a not a top two round guy probably at least not based on what i've seen but he's draftable um and i'll be looking forward to watching him next year because i liked what i saw i but it was a while ago so i honestly can't remember the specific details but i remember writing his name down going all right don't forget about this guy next year uh thoughts on spezza what can you say uh hell of a career uh hated him as a child um because he played in ottawa uh and just Loved it when the Leafs would beat the Sens every year. But, you know, uh, it was very surreal to see him in Toronto. But hometown guy, um, a good, you know, just an unbelievable career all around. Seems to be a great dude. Makes great insurance commercials. Uh, lots to like about Jason Spezza. I don't know. You, you can't dislike the guy, I don't think. Uh, thoughts on Pronman having Slavkovsky at first overall? Someone's watching the World Championships. Uh, I don't know. I get the feeling that if you put Shane Wright in the world championships, he might not have scored as much, but probably would have looked pretty good. Um, I don't know. I Again, I would not draft Slavkovsky at one. That's my thoughts. I would not do it. I also think that for Montreal, it makes no sense to draft Slavkovsky when you've got Shane Wright staring at you in the middle of your, in the middle of your eyeballs. Uh, I've seen someone compare Gutter, Cutter Goche to JT Miller. Do you see that comparison if you... If 
Do you see that comparison? If not, who do you compare him to? I don't really know who I compare Cutter Gauthier to. Like, again, JT Miller is like a 90. He scored like 90 points this year or something. Like, he was a point-per-game guy. If I thought Cutter Gauthier was going to be a point-per-game guy, I probably would be ranking him a lot higher. I don't see the same pace or 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 pace in general that I do out of Go- that I do out of JT Miller out of Gauthier. I like him. He's skilled. He's got a great shot. Uh, I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of. Like maybe more of a Patrick Line light kind of thing. Like a decent offensive transition guy who's not involved as much as you'd think, who doesn't really do a ton defensively, but you see the offense and he can shoot, but he doesn't always shoot from the best spots. Um, and he's got skill. Like there's a lot there, but I don't know. I've seen Cutter Goche a lot this year and I still have a lot of questions. Uh, thoughts on Nolan Patrick and what happened? Is it just injuries or what? Uh, anything else? I mean, injuries, period. Like he just had injury after injury after injury and it just st- like it just stymies you. Uh, you know, guys, guys missed one season because of COVID and it seemed to affect their development. Nolan Patrick missed the large chunks of multiple years in a row. So... Yeah. Uh, is Ken Johnson the wing next Wayne Gretzky? No. Should a team try to sign Connor McLennan? Uh, I'm not surprised he wasn't qualified. Um, I don't know. I I feel like he's going to probably sign an AHL deal of some kind or play in the SHL or something. Like I feel like on big ice, Connor McLennan would have a lot more success. I don't see an NHL player there, uh, personally. So if it were me, I, I wouldn't be signing him. Uh, that's not to say it's impossible, but I would not expect massive things out of him. If Lane Hudson were 5'11", where do you think he'd get picked? Well, honestly, he's one of the most improved players over the course of the season, in my opinion. Like, he started slow, started pretty rickety, but to pro- I'd say since the new year, he's been very, 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 very impressive. And you know, I mean, my his lack of size is a factor in where I have him ranked, which is 25 now. But if he were a bit bigger and just took up a little more space with his reach and everything, I think he could easily be maybe in the closer to top, like, 10 to 15 range, somewhere in there. And, you know, like, would I take Nazer over him? Probably. Uh, Meshar? That's a discussion. Casey? I probably would take Hudson over Casey if Hudson were a bit bigger. Are Montreal objectively making the wrong call if they don't draft Shane Wright first overall? I don't think you can say that um, because I do think that there's a few players in this year's draft that could, you know, that there could be internet arguments in 10 years of like, oh, the Habs should have drafted blah because blah happened in the land blah. They didn't see it coming. I could see that being a potential thing. But look, Shane Wright is going to be a Montreal Canadian. I'd be stunned if he wasn't at this point. Like he is... Uh, he's he he everything I've heard is he's like he's mentally ready for the NHL. Teams believe that he's mentally ready. He's he's smart enough to make it work. I think you know he's he drives results well enough where I could see it being a thing with him in the NHL. You put him on a line with some other young kids in Montreal that you, you they have they have room to just sort of play hockey next year and and keep getting better. And that's an environment where he probably will do just fine. And they'll play with the sort of exciting younger team that puts hopeful, excited fans in seats and you get to watch Shane Wright. It just makes so much sense to me. Um, and yeah, I, that that's the direction I would go. 
and I would be kind of stunned if it doesn't happen. Uh, favorite team names to say? I'll start. Magnitogorsk. Well, that's a place. Um, that's that's a place. So that's not a you know. Uh, Metalurg is pretty good though. Uh, favorite team names? I mean, the Kelowna Rockets are great because their logo is a dragon. That's pretty fun. Um. Hmm. I like that there's the Flim Flom Bombers. I think the Bombers still exist, but it's in, they're in Flim Flon. That's fun. Uh, favorite team names. I'm trying to think of goofy European ones. I mean, Jokerit Helsinki is a lot of fun if you look at their logo. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, Lada Togliati is also great because they're named after a car company that I think has a factory, their headquarters and factory in Togliati. And I don't know if you know what a Lada is, but you should Google it on and go on YouTube or something and look up some videos of Ladas because they are hilarious. Uh, thoughts on Moldenauer. Where do you see him projecting and what type of player is he? So Moldenauer is kind of a smarter, uh, a smarter puck manager kind of guy. I have him towards the tail end of my board. I feel like he'll be a mid to late round pick, but I could see a team picking him higher than that and hoping that they can improve his skating. Um... You know, he's pretty, he's, the big thing with him is just how smart he is and how good he is at reading the ice and moving pucks effectively. Um, so there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of interesting things with Moldenauer, but again, not the highest paced guy, not the best skater, not the, not the most skilled, um, not the best defensive guy either, but, but a rock solid guy could see him being on a third line in a more offensive role or something, uh, down the road. Do you... Do you see Logan Morrison being a pick? 100-point season with Hamilton as a D-plus-2. I wouldn't draft him. Uh, I would If I were Logan Morrison, I wouldn't draft him and give him a tryout after the, after the season's over, after the draft is over. Uh, he was playing on an absolutely bananas team. He, he scored a lot of points, for sure. Um, but I've watched Logan Morrison quite a bit over the years, and I just, I don't know, I don't, I don't, Again, like a 19-year-old in junior hockey on the best team in the OHL or one of the best teams in the OHL that got better, to me, that, you know, there's there's a lot of guys that sort of have done that in the past that, you know, you could draft them. Sure, you could, but I would rather see if there's someone who's two years younger or something um, that I get, you know, more years of that I can watch them develop. Like, think about it this way. If you draft Logan Morrison, he's probably in the AHL next season or back in the OHL as an overager, which why would you do that if he's already scoring 100 points? And if he's in the AHL, he's going to be 21. And what do you do about that? Or I think he'll be 20 and then turning 21 next summer because he's pretty young, I think. Or you can draft a European or something in the seventh round or a Russian and have their rights for four years and then, then they could be in the AHL and see how they develop and everything. Like, it's just a lot more flexibility. Like, you got to be really sure Logan Morrison is a thing if you're going to use draft pick capital on him, even, I would argue, in the seventh round. But should he get drafted, I could see it happening. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, give your predictions on the stat line of Bedard, Fantilli, Mitchkov, and Jaeger in their draft seasons. Then come next year, we'll see if you were right at all. I'm not touching that. I'm not doing that. Uh, I never see Nolan Patrick for more. Okay, whatever. Uh, were you ever a fan of Philip Johansson, a first rounder by Minnesota? No, no. I was stunned when he was drafted that high in that year's draft. Just stunned. Uh, is the abs game tomorrow? 
why wanting why move the stream to today because i'm playing ball hockey tomorrow night and i totally forgot because usually i play tuesdays but it got moved to thursday night uh so yeah no stream tomorrow night um thoughts on cedric gendon <sighs> again similar to servak petrovsky i've popped in and out over the course of the year haven't seen a ton that i've really gone oh my god this guy's amazing um he, he's he's a he's a Really, but I could see him getting drafted because he gets to the net. He's a simple, he's a simple hockey player. He he he's a decent player everywhere, and then he just gets to the net and makes plays around the net. And NHL teams can't help themselves around guys like that. I don't think. Uh, maybe it could work. He's a it's it's a projectable mindset for the game for sure. Um, but again, a lot of other guys that I'm more interested in, in my opinion, that bring more interesting talent around the ice. And you could coach them to maybe get to the net a little better. Is it at all telling that the Habs have only talking have only taken Cooley and Wright to dinner this week? It's gonna be Shane Wright. Like they're if it's if it's not Shane Wright, the only other name I would seriously consider at one is Logan Cooley. Um it's the only one. Uh so it's not really I mean, it could be telling, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Shane Wright regardless. Thoughts on the women's U18 team and any predictions who might win the tournament and why should I watch as a hockey fan? Why should I as a hockey fan watch the women's under 18 hockey? Uh, I honestly have not seen the women's under 18 team and I probably haven't seen any of them play before. Um, but I will certainly be watching that tournament. Uh, any predictions on who might win the tournament? I'm, I'm hesitant to say because that under 18 tournament has gotten a lot closer over the years. So I don't know. And I haven't really, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even realize it was coming up. I had, a, I actually, that's not true. I knew it was coming up. I just didn't know when I didn't know the teams were out. So I'll take a look uh, tonight and I'll let you know uh, for sure. So ask that again later. <laughs> uh, why should you watch it? Um, because it's really good hockey. Like, they deserve the support, number one. They deserve the support, right? Like, Canadians especially lose their minds about the Men's World Junior Championship, the under-20. And the Women's Under-18 tournament is always way closer than you would think. Like, the, the last time they did it, the games were really, really, really close in a lot of cases. And is it unbelievable hockey? No, it's but but it's exciting hockey. It's a, it's it's always exciting. It's always close. Um, and they, they play their hearts out. It's really good. It's just a good tournament to watch, and I think it deserves more attention. And the more we watch, the more resources they'll get, and the better off they'll be. Uh, so I don't really have any time for the discussion of, all oh, women's hockey is not as good. It's this and this and this, and they can't do this and this and this. I just don't care. It's, it's, a good, it's good hockey. They, they battle hard. They, they want it. You can tell they're competing. Um, and, and I just, I, I like sports, I like hockey, and I think that uh, women, no matter what age, they deserve just as much of a chance to play their game as the men get to play their game. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that's too controversial to say, but I think that's a really, it's a really good tournament. It's gotten, be it's gotten way better over the course of the last five years or ten years or so. Um, five years, I should say. And there might be some upsets because last tournament, there were some very, very, very close games that under normal circumstances probably wouldn't be that close. Uh, how was the game you tracked of right? More of the same. Um, more of the same with Shane. Really, really smart. And and just drives good results because of his intelligence. It's It's just more of the same. I've got one more game of him left. Pretty neat. 
which teams do you think will make it to the Memorial Cup? Uh, so the, and someone asked about the WHL. Uh, I'm going to put the Edmonton Oil Kings over there. Um, the OHL... I don't think the QMJHL playoffs are done. Um, let's see what we got here. Yeah, so the Hamilton Bulldogs already have won. I totally forgot about that, honestly. Uh, so, yeah. So we're looking at... Charlottetown playing against Quebec and Shawinigan. I don't really know who's going to win Quebec versus Shawinigan. I want to say Shawinigan. Um, it would be really cool to see Shawinigan in the Memorial, Memorial Cup with Hamilton and Edmonton and then St. John. Oh, no, this is 2018. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it's Hamilton against uh, one of Windsor and Flint. So I think Hamilton's probably going to pull it off. Um, so we'll go Hamilton, Shawinigan, and then obviously St. John, uh, and, um, and Edmonton. That's my thought. Yeah, I opened the 2018 bracket. The OHL, the, the, when you Google the CHL websites and you go to their stats pages from Google, it never indexed the most recent years. I don't understand how that's even possible. But in any case, yes, I'm aware it's 28. I'm aware. I quickly became aware it was for 2018. Thank you. Uh... Would you draft for team need or best player available? Best player available. You, again, I'll say this for the 50,000th time. If you draft for team need, you're missing the point. You do not draft a player that you think fills a need that you have now when that player is not going to play for your team for two years. NHL teams change a lot. Players, they develop, they change a lot over the course of two years. Trades happen. Don't draft for need. Just don't. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so... Do, 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 do. Where would Lane Hudson be if he were... Oh, we did that. That same question was already asked. Uh, where does Jeremy Wilmer go? I don't think he gets drafted. He's really small and not particularly quick in a straight line. I don't... I just don't... It's pretty simple to me. He's gotten better, for sure. Uh, more skilled, more agile, I would say. Uh, the creativity is still there. He's a little more confident. But I don't think he has the separation speed or resilience to really make it work. I have him on my watch list. I just don't think in the NHL he would get drafted. Would I draft him? If I had like a couple of seventh round picks and he was still there, sure, I'd give him a chance. Um, but I don't expect him to be drafted, to be honest. Maybe, but I don't expect it. Uh, Servak Petrovsky shows up in a friend's tracking data with 14 games like a first rounder. Um, presents it like a first round pick. Is your, first, is your data similar? Honestly, I haven't tracked any Petrovsky, but if that's true, then I should check him out. Uh, sensitive topic, but where do you see Mitchell Miller's future? Totally get a team not wanting to touch that. Uh, look, I can't say. I would never touch him. I wouldn't do it. Because it's, it's too, it's too complicated of an issue. And in good conscience, I can't, like, it would be extremely uncomfortable for me to to bring players onto the team that are not white. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm expecting out of Mitchell Miller personally. I don't know what I'm expecting, but I don't think I really care because I don't think that the penalty that he faced really sort of like, I still, I just don't, I just do not think that anybody who does that kind of behavior at all, ever, ever, I don't care how old you are, I don't think anyone who does that kind of behavior deserves the privileges of being a, 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 a high-end member of our society. Like, I don't care. 
it just is wrong. And I know that there's probably a lot of stuff that happens behind closed doors that we don't hear about that could be also very bad in hockey. We just found out about this whole story with the, uh, with the, um, with the Canadian world junior team and that whole, that whole thing that's going on. Like there might be NHL players floating around out there that have this looming over their heads. Um, if I found out that they were involved in that, then yeah, like I don't want anything to do with those players. I can't in good conscience employ women on my team. I can't in good conscience like say that what's what Mitchell Miller has done in his life since this has all happened is enough to make me comfortable as someone, if I'm in hockey to like create a situation where he's in a room with minorities because I don't know, maybe he's taking classes or something, but it just, I don't know for me, just not, just not my jam, just not my thing especially with enough we have enough we have enough insane crazy horribleness going on that i think i think it's a, i think it's i think it would be nice once in a while to go let's set aside the basic thing we're trying to chase and like go for decency and like making people happier as opposed to more uncomfortable and weirded out which i don't know yeah could I see will an NHL team draft him? I think so. I think an NHL team's going to pick him. I would not be surprised to see an NHL team draft him. They'll get the bad press. People will make a fuss on Twitter and they'll basically do what everyone who knowingly goes into a situation like that does, which is have a statement prepared and go, "We're working on it with them. Don't worry about it. Thanks. See ya, whatever." And just move on from there. Would I do it? No. Could I see it happening? Yes, absolutely. Um, not on a bad, uh, doo, 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 doo. um, elite prospects and David St. Louis seemed relatively high in Michael Fisher. I know you weren't too impressed. Uh, I, I haven't seen him in a while. I have been meaning to check him out, check him out again. Sorry if it's been asked, but the make car goal offsides or good goal. It's a goal because it's a goal because if you may, if you try to change the rules to make it not a goal, like the situation is black and white to me now it's it's very black and white so in that goal he was crossing the offensive blue line and the puck was literally not touching his stick when he crossed the blue line and the next time his puck the puck touched his stick Nachushkin had tagged up it was Nachushkin, i believe so he had he had tagged up at the time that the contact was made with the puck it is on side right because yes all things considered, at full speed, it really looked like he had possession of the puck. And you could make the argument that, yes, he had possession of the puck. And I could see how you make that argument. But then you get into the very, very, very terrible discussion of what is possession. You end up with longer video reviews down the line of, did this player actually have possession? Like, what does that mean? What does, that, what does it mean when a player has possession of the puck? It's a lot easier to say if the puck is touching their stick as they cross the blue line and someone is in the offensive zone, it is offside. Because technically, the way I kind of made sense of it was he very easily could have been passing the puck across that blue line to Nachushkin, and if he touched it, it would have been offside. That puck hadn't been touched yet, but until that puck gets touched, the, the play's not blown dead. We're good. So in the same situation, it would almost be like Makar is passing the puck to Nachushkin Nachushkin tags up and then receives the puck. 
that's not offside. So I, it's the same kind of mechanical situation. It's not literally the exact same thing, but the, in terms of the rules, that's the same. So I get it. But it was pretty, it was, that's one of those cases where I look at it and go, and I'm going, he had possession of the puck. Like he was skating with the puck under his possession and there was no threats to that possession around him. But then you get into the situation of, yeah, but then what does that mean? And I hate when that happens. Like that's when people really start screaming. Like at least last night, everybody sort of hit the ground and was like, this is technically a good goal. Like this technically counts. Everybody needs to calm down. This technically counts. Because at least then you could point at the sort of black and white, this is the rule, this is the situation, and it's a good goal. So that's that's kind of my vibe on it. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, it but it, 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 is, it is legitimately very controversial. Very, very controversial. How weird is it to watch kids like a ginless kids of NHL stars when you were younger? It's really, really weird. Trust me. Uh... It's already, like, it's also already happening. I feel like there's players, I'm trying to remember, like, when I was, like, really little, their kids are, are now in the NHL. Like, I, I don't know. But it's, it is very, very weird. Thoughts on Jaden Perron from Chicago? I love Jaden Perron. I love him. I love him. McKean's, McKean's Hockey just put out a thing for all their scouts and stuff to submit players that they think should be in the first round next year. I put Perron on there. I love him. I I, he's dynamic and skilled and has all the tools I love. Um, a little undersized, but that never has stopped me. I, I really, really like Jaden Perron as a player. Thoughts on Cole Knubel? Uh, Cole Knubel is basically Dylan Duke, but cloned. Uh, and I think a worse skater. Um, just, a, just a bulldog on skates. Gets to the dangerous areas. Really skilled. I like how smart he is. Just knows how to move pucks really well. Knows how to work within his limitations, but boy, he had a real cold streak there for a while this year. Um, but he gets to the net. He gets his chances. I like his skill. Um, I think he should be drafted. I, I really like Knubel. Um, Maybe later on in the draft, but I'm a fan. Which player this draft reminds you the most of William Eklund's style of play? Ah, uh, it's a good question. Reminds me the most of Eklund. I mean, there aren't that many, honestly. Like, Noah Osland is, like, a not-as-good version of William Eklund. Uh, maybe, I don't know. That's a good question. It's tough. I don't know. I want to say Brad Lambert, but he didn't get the chance to play much like William Eklund, to be honest. Uh, could Edmondson be the best player of the 2021 draft? It's possible. I doubt it. Um, I love Matthew Beniers. Uh, Owen Power has had a good start to his NHL career. Jesper Wallstead is still kicking around. It's, it's possible. I can't say it's not, but it's way too early to tell. I know we're a year away, but how dynamic is Adam Fantilli? I don't really, it, he's, he's, he's just really good. Uh, like Adam Fantilli is one of these guys who I can already tell, like, most of the time when I watch him play, and I don't think there's many guys like this that I've come across, like Marco Rossi comes to mind, but one of these guys where every single time he steps on the ice, he makes things happen. No matter what the situation, he just goes out there and makes things happen, like, every single time. So, is that dynamic? I'm sure there's dynamic mixed in there, but he's one of those guys where I'm watching him and going, yeah, like, if I had the chance to draft this guy, I'd be really, really, really excited. Uh, best hands in the draft. 
Part of me wants to say Lambert. Um, Cooley comes to mind as well. Uh, Osland, in terms of actually making it work, like Osland might be up there. Uh, Jagger Furcus comes close, I'd say. Dark Horse might be Christian Cairo, maybe. Uh, at 25th, who should be available in the NHL? What do you mean? Uh, at 25th, who should be available in the NHL? I don't know what that means. Um, what do you think is wrong with the Hurricanes? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I watched that series against the Rangers goaltending sunk them like the goaltending matchup was blatantly off kilter um honestly i don't know i don't think there is anything really wrong with the hurricanes they've been probably one of the they've been what one of the best teams year over year in the nhl over the last couple of years oh the spitfires are up three nothing in the third eh right on um so i i i mean I don't think there's anything really wrong with them. They just, they, they need some better goaltending. I, I don't know. I think in the, de on the defensive side, they might need a bit of like, they need a little bit more there, but that's kind of nitpicky. Um, I don't know. Like you went to the, you went to the second round and, and took the Rangers deep. The winning, uh, the winning all their games at home and losing, uh, and, and losing all those games away or yeah, losing all those games away. That that's really weird, but I also don't know if there's anything to that. I don't know. I I get the feeling with the Hurricanes, the strategy is keep going. You've got a young team like they've got a young team. Like their team is their best players are still pretty young. Aho, Kotkaniemi, Svechnikov. Like they're they're doing okay. It's just a matter of solidifying goaltending and and trying again, trying again. If you're a team like the Penguins, where do you, where you know you have a rebuild coming very soon, but you still want to be competitive, do you take a boomer bust type prospect or take a safer pick? It's a very good question. Um, I think it doesn't matter because the Penguins, by the time that whoever you draft, by the time they're ready for the NHL, you're probably going to not have the best players on your team be guys that still could run a competitive team. Like, they'll, you know, Sidney Crosby's going to still be Sidney Crosby. Like, he's going to be a very, very good player for a while. But I just don't know if it's going to be enough around him to to really make hard pushes every year by the time the prospects they pick this year and next year are there. Um, are in the NHL, I should say. I think if I'm Pittsburgh, I mean, I'd... If, I'd honestly, if you're looking to contend, you may as well see what the market's like for trading your pick. Uh, and you make another one of those sort of Kesperi Kapanen kind of trades and maybe add another player there. But, I mean, if it were me in Pittsburgh, they don't really have a big high upside prospect, and I think I might swing for one of those. Is Wyatt Johnston a top 15 player in the 2021 draft? It's too early to tell. Uh, most underwhelming draft plus year that you've seen? Uh, Tyler Boucher. Do you have the game on? Yes. Would you consider being underdeveloped at combine testing as potentially having more upside? Fine line because poor results could be associated with being lazy. Uh, I don't know about having more upside. It, trainability is something that I think I can never get a good read on from my, from my viewpoint, from my vantage point. I'll never understand fully 
how trainable a young player is. Like that requires like laboratory testing and things that strength and conditioning coaches know a lot better than I would. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like you go back through combine results over the years and it's just noise. Like it just doesn't really matter. The things that I think most teams are looking for there are the interviews and like, what are the players like? And, you know, it's cool to know who the strongest and quickest and whatever guys are on their feet, but it's a very different thing doing basically working out versus playing hockey. Do you like it when North American prospects play in Europe? Sure. Why not? Stephen Halliday thoughts, big skilled guy, almost he's, he's like 35 years old though in the USHL. So I don't know. I'd be surprised if he got drafted. Um, always thought that his game was a little slow, lacked a lot of pace. I could see him get drafted because he's big and has good hands. Sure. Um, but again, might be one of those guys where I think there's more to like elsewhere. Buffalo Sabres have nine, 16 and 28. Who should I be watching in the run up to the draft? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Take your pick of any of these names. Like my, my third tier has just exploded from like seventh to 22nd or something. Seven to 27. Yeah, I've got 20 players in one tier. Um <laughs> like at the in the first round, 21. So any of those, I would say are guys that I would focus on if I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan. And in case this in case you any any in any case people are listening, uh those players if you're a Sabres fan, uh I would go Savoy, Trikazov, Kamel, Ugren, Nazer, Mashar, Casey, Korchinski, Grudinin, Osland, Lakaramaki, Yurov, Mintukov, Kasper, Kulich. Howard, Goche, Geeky, Hudson, Fergus, Matejchuk. How do I order those guys? I don't know. That that orders the general idea of how I would do it, but no. Uh, what if Sean Day worked out? What got him the status? Big and can skate. That got him the status from what I remember from back in the day. What if he worked out? Well, then he'd be in the NHL. Um, I could see him. I, I mean, based on his size and his range and his skating, maybe a second pair guy, but. It was pretty clear pretty quickly that there was a longer way to go than I think people thought with Sean Day. Uh, what do you think of the Flyers not signing McLennan? Huge Flyers fan and was super high on him. Do you think his skating was all really all it was? His skating was the problem. Uh, he was really skilled and really shifty. But um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not surprised the Flyers didn't sign him. Um, he might have been an interesting AHL flyer, but I don't, I don't think he had a whole lot of likelihood of hitting any kind of NHL upside. Like, I feel like he's going to be more successful playing overseas or in the AHL or something. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like it wasn't enough all put together. Uh, William Whitelaw thoughts. I actually was watching him the other day. Uh, I like him. I think he's kind of benefiting from really, really talented line mates like Cole, I or teammates like Cole Iserman. And, uh, oh, there's one other one, Macklin Celebrini. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I look at Whitelaw and I like him. I'll keep my eye on him for next year for sure. I think he was on that list that I provided to McKean's for first round next year. Uh, going off a reportedly popular question among combine interviews, which animals would you say describe Savoy and Geeky's games respectively? Um, Savoy? Hmm. I think Savoy is like 
I don't know the specific dog breed, but like one of those small but agile dog breeds that you can still pretty quickly catch up to. Like the dogs that can run around like and dodge things really quickly, but you can just sort of run and catch up to them. That's Matthew Savoy. I can't think of like smaller dogs that are agile. Geeky is more of a... Hmm. Big, strong, and kind of slow. Maybe a moose. Like... Well, moose moose can run. They can go fast. Um, moose can go fast. Geeky's game... And Geeky doesn't really go fast. Bears, they can go pretty fast. And he's not, like, as mean as a bear. Oh, boy. Rangers are up, I think. Yep. Uh a good question though i'm trying to just think of animals now and it's like that video of like name a woman and you're on the spot and you can't think of any uh <laughs> someone said jaguar ah uh, nah not sure not sure it's a good question though who do you think has a better chance of being a top six center at the nhl level nazar or lambert oh that was already asked uh uh, 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 um, wouldn't a winger still have a lot of open ice even though they won't play center? Yes, but they have less. Like they're more, re- they're more relied upon in in on the wing, like along the boards, and they can get pushed outside a little bit better, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, uh, in my view, centers get a lot like they they're in the middle of the ice, like they they need the space to make things work. Um, is Savoy elite at five on five? No, he's not. That's part of the problem. Uh, thoughts on thoughts on Nico Hutanen? Really good shooter, really big dude, powerful skater. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not surprised someone that big and strong with that good of a shot produced on a really good WHL team. I still think his offensive output or upside in the NHL is somewhat limited. But I've been wrong before. Who will have the most offensive impact between Nazar Savoy and Kamel, and who will play the quickest in terms of readiness? Oof. Uh. Part of me wants to say Nazer will be there the quickest. Who will have the most offensive impact? I probably would also say Nazer. Well, if Savoy works out, then him for sure, but he's riskier than Nazer. Kamel, I think, will have a bit of a developmental curve that he'll need to overcome, but he could get there. Who has more potential, Sandine or Timothy Liljegren? Uh, probably Sandine, but I really like Timothy Liljegren after what I've seen down the stretch of this season. Are sub six foot tall goalies extinct? No, UC Saros is a thing, uh, and there are more undersized goaltenders that sh- that could be a thing. Um, Detroit is very quiet. Is there major moves coming? Cooper's next. Cooper next. Well, I don't know about John Cooper. Uh, I don't know. I would. I wouldn't take much thought into teams being somewhat quiet, according to whatever definition that means for you. Uh, where would Eklund go in this draft? Probably number two. Probably, maybe even number one. Eh, yeah, I'd probably put him number one. Uh, going back to player comparisons, Kari Promen's recent list is interesting. Yes, it is. Who could be a steal in the late first to early second? Uh, I don't know, Brad Lambert. Uh, if somehow Frank Nazar is there, him. I can't tell you who's a steal until the draft happens, because usually people find out who the steals are seven years from now. (laughs) Jason Robertson, a steal. On draft day, you could make the argument that he very well could have been a steal, but a steal implies that the player is a lot better than their draft slot, which may be true day one, but may not be true day 1,677. 1, 1, 1, 1, um, 
Should Linus Oberg have gotten signed by San Jose? I don't know. I've seen a bit of Oberg. He's fine, but I'm not too cut up. Most of the time, the guys that teams don't draft are not usually headed for like massive NHL careers. Most of the time. I remember when people freaked out that Dallas didn't sign Adam Maskerin. Or was it Dallas or Florida? Uh, they didn't sign Maskerin. It was Florida. And everybody freaked out, and he kind of was a guy. Uh, Promen or Wheeler? Uh, Scott Wheeler. Why are people talking about Casper so much? He's consistently ranked in the top 15 now. Uh, because he played at the World Championships and played a lot of minutes. Do you think Chesley will go before Casey? Yes. Who wins the Memorial Cup? The Edmonton Oil Kings. Saw a Habs blogger suggest Dubois for Wright. As a Jets fan, that sounds crazy. Is it crazy? Also, do you... I don't know why you would trade Shane Wright off of a team that is young and developing and has some young players for a guy who people have questioned his character and everything. I mean, people are just looking... You know, is is Shane Wright going to be a Pierre-Luc Dubois caliber player in the NHL? I could see that for sure. But I wouldn't make that trade. That's not That's not the point of what... Montreal is trying to do here like that sounds like someone doesn't like Shane Wright and just wants to make a trade um I don't know draft Shane Wright play him with a guy like Cole Caulfield and you don't have to think about it so much don't worry about it uh people people were losing their minds uh also do you still feel good about Torgerson and Nikkinen well I wasn't huge on Nikkinen ever but I like Torgerson um Torgerson's a I think he could be an NHLer like a hard guy around the net to stop He's got some skill, but he's a crash and bang guy around the net. Good tipping threat. Good sort of follow-up chances around the net. Just park him there and see what happens. Uh, thoughts on Jeremy Hansel? Uh, he was watch-listed for me last year. I wasn't a huge fan of what I saw of him this year. He's got some skill. Uh, good ed- good edges to sort of survey the ice and, and, and look at lanes and, 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 and scan for options and everything, but... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see much out of Jeremy Hansel this year where I'm going, yeah, this is a re-entry guy that I'd certainly draft. Do you agree with me that taking a CHL player in the five, fifth to seventh round is a bad move, especially when you could take an NCAA or European player and let them have more development time in their respective leagues? Normally, yes, I would agree with you. It just depends on the player that you're talking about, but normally, yes, I, I would a hundred percent agree. Uh, and those are usually the ones where you're going to find value. Like the CHL val, like the CHL is so insanely overscouted that, the chances that you find someone in rounds five through seven, like the only one I can think of that in recent memory has really popped hard is Elliot Desnoyers. And I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think of other ones that, and he hasn't even hit the pro leagues yet. So who knows what's going to happen with him, but I would always take the longer track record or the longer runway. Uh, Joshua or Sean Farrell every single day of the week for the rest of my life. I take Sean Farrell, their potential. I think Joshua still has projectability issues to the NHL. Sean Farrell, I don't think he'll project as good as he's been playing to the NHL as he is, but middle six guy, second or third line winger, hard worker, skilled. I love Sean Farrell for sure. I want the best for him. I think I think the world of him. Uh, just think that he might be a little limited in terms of how he's producing now to how he's going to produce in the NHL. Does Cutter Gauthier remind you of Logan Couture at all? Eh, a little, but... I still think Couture is a better player than Goche, but Goche could get there. It's just, I don't know. The hard thing is with guys like Goche, like maybe he has more gas in the tank. Maybe he's got more that I just have not seen. I don't know. I like his skill and I like his shooting ability, but the rest of the game is kind of a mixed bag for me. He's kind of inactive in offensive transitions. He's kind of inactive on defensive ones. He's not at, he's not effective on defensive transitions. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of... Chaz, what I thought of Chaz Lucius last year, who is a good player. I like Chaz Lucius, but 
some if someone drops Cutter Goche like eleventh or twelfth overall, I'll happily wait and see what comes up. Uh man, we got another offensive game here going. It's three two halfway through the game. And Andre Vasilevsky is in net. And Igor. Like, what is happening? Man, I always I've always wanted to go to a game at MSG. I've always, always, always wanted to go to MSG for a game, and I have never been. Um, but I would really love to. Next time I'm in New York, I'll I'll make it happen. Nice pass from Capo Caco. Notable draft bust, Capo Caco. Look at him go. Um thoughts on Zamplant Zamplant and Alex Bump. I have not seen a ton of Zamplant. I've seen a bit, but haven't re- hasn't really moved the needle for me that much, especially for an undersized guy. Bump would I draft him? He's on my watch list. Would I draft him? Maybe later rounds. He's an all-around guy. Like, he's pretty big, got some strength. He's got some resilience. You know, not super skilled, not super quick, but brings it all together pretty well. An interesting one that I think you could keep your eye on uh, for the next couple of years. But, yeah, he's a tough one to read, and I'm not sure there's, like, a lot of upside there. But he's an interesting player. Outside of Shane Wright, which player in this draft do you think might have a better better career point-wise? Cooley, Savoy, Lambert, maybe Gleb? <laughs> maybe Gleb? If things go really well, I could see Ostland up there, but that's kind of doubtful. Dark Horse, maybe Lane Hudson if he breaks right, but something like that. But I think Shane Wright will be right up near the top, if not at the top. Your top three favorite teams and the teams you hate the most. Well, I don't hate teams. Um, I don't think there's an NHL t- Like, I don't know. I don't really hate an NHL. That seems like a strange thing to hate. Uh, top three. But the, the, the teams I like to pay attention to the most, like, right. I mean, that kind of changes. It changes a lot. Like, I'm really fascinated by I love the Kings. I'm fascinated by their journey right now. Um... I like the way Toronto does things, generally. Um, say what you will about their playoff thing, but I like the I like they're a good they're a good team. They're built well from the ground up. Um and Vancouver. I think Vancouver's heading in an interesting direction, so we'll go with those three. And the three teams I hate the most, I'm probably not gonna answer that because I don't really know. Uh how much thought do you put into the combine, if any at all? Not much. And is there a place to stream it? No, I don't believe that it, there is. Uh, I don't really pay that much attention to it. Um, Matthews and Dreisaitl or McDavid and Marner? I go with McDavid and Marner. Do you like the rule where the Wild get a pick for their first round or not signing? Yeah. It's like you don't want that – Like. You don't want it to happen. You don't want to not sign your first round pick. So like to get nothing in return, it's not a reward. It's like, I'd be pissed if I was like, all right, the guy we drafted, we missed on a first round pick and we get literally nothing for it. Like we just, it's just gone. I don't know. Could If they remove that rule, would I be upset? No, like do good work. Um, but at the same time, it's not that big of a deal. And it is kind of a penalty. Thoughts on Archie Baines overager overager signed by the Canucks recently? I would never suggest getting too excited about an overager, but you never know. Um, he's he's interesting. He's he's. I, I went and watched him after he got signed. I can see why he got signed. Um, I can't give you a detailed breakdown of his game because I didn't watch a tremendous amount. But 
see how he plays. He deserved a contract. He was he he produced enough. He's skilled. He's he's got some strength and resilience that he's you know you would expect for a player that old. Um, we'll see what happens. With with any player that does not cost a draft pick or anything, and they're just a free agent signing that is costs you nothing really, relatively. The best I can say is, who knows? We'll see. Maybe he's maybe he's a thing. There aren't very many players that are overagers in the CHL where I'm like, this guy definitely deserves X Y Z. Um, so yeah. What is your favorite hockey league to watch prospects? Oh, they're all bad. Um, I like watching the NTDP play because I mean that could be USHL or, or NTDP or NCAA because they're always fun to watch. Um. We'll go with that. It's always fun. It's always a good time. Although I will say that I greatly appreciate uh, watching Sweden and Finland and Russia because they have HD cameras and it's television broadcast quality that is legitimate, uh, which I like a lot more than CHL games and USHL games because they shoot their stuff on 720p camcorders from 2002. How much does a player's birth date matter in scouting? Do you put a lot in comparing 2004 born players into 03s? I don't really think it matters that much, but I do think at the extremes, it does make a difference. Like if you have, say, for example, CHL players and their 2003 borns draft eligible this year, you do have to understand that they have an extra year of major junior experience over other, over the uh, 2004s. But uh, I also, I think the only other situation uh, where, I think the only other situation where the differences are there uh, is like when when you're comparing an A and B comparison. So, for example, Owen Power and Luke Hughes last year, basically a year apart. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of an example this year. Um, at the top end of my draft board, there doesn't seem to be that many. <laughs> um, Danila Yurov is dangerously close to being an 03, and Gleb Trikazov is dangerously close to being next year eligible, about two weeks, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, eh. Meh. it's, it's a good AB comparison for two players next to next to each other, but I don't put a ton of value into, you know, it just kind of shifts the thing, right? Like I look at Adam Shakora and I go, okay, he's really young. That factors in Kenta Isagai, really young. That factors in Mads Lindgren that he's really young. That factors in if there's, if there's issues, it's like, okay, well, but they're relative to some of these other guys a year younger and at that age that can be a bit of a difference but it's not everything uh favorite formula one team and driver we're a mclaren household um i love daniel ricardo even though i think he's on his sort of riding off into the sunset a little bit it seems uh but you know he's got the kind of personality that i think we need more of in sports in general just a happy-go-lucky fun-loving dude who jokes around with people makes people feel comfortable um has a big smile on his face all the time and just go, but, but still can drive like a real badass. Uh, what are Kisikov and Rosen ceilings in your opinion? By the way, they were both signed and will most likely play in the AHL this season. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton of upside thoughts on Kisikov. I, I just, I watched him a bunch last year and I kind of didn't know what to think and was surprised he got drafted so high. I don't know. I'd be, I, I wouldn't expect him to be an NHL player. That's like a massive needle mover. If he plays there at all, Rosin, Middle six, scoring winger, something like that. Easily, I could see that. Um, 
thoughts on Gannon LaRock signing? I like Gannon LaRock. I've seen him play for Vic- – he's on Victoria, I think, right? Uh, I've, I've seen him play a little bit over the course of the year because I had no idea who he was and he was drafted. Um, he's a neat guy. He can shoot. He's got some skill. He's got range. He's big. There's a lot to like, but uh, I can't give you much more than that because I haven't seen a ton of LaRock, at least not this season. How deep of a dive do teams make before drafting a player? Are high school teachers and billets called? I'm sure they are. Um, I don't know. I can't I can't tell you. Um, and if you ask people who work for teams, they probably wouldn't tell you either. But I imagine that, I mean, I don't know about high school teachers, but uh, billets and stuff, yeah, I'm sure they're contacted. Um, Michael, F- oh, David St. Louis. Michael Fisher is a total wild card. There's a high chance he goes down in our next meeting. We'll have more viewings on him. The tools are great. Yeah, the tools are interesting. Uh, I, I like that angle on him. He's an interesting player. I still think that the prep school level is significantly poorer than 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 you might think. And I still don't see a lot of diversity out of his game. If you're, wow, the Rangers are up more. Oh my goodness, this game is wild. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll go. I'll go watch some more Michael Fisher if there's more tape on him. But there really is not that much tape floating around on him. Do you think Mashar will fall to the second or third round? Second round, I think it's possible. Third round, there's no way. Who do you think will win the NHL Stanley Cup? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I would love to see Colorado win one. Just because I, I love the state. I love Denver. I love that team. Um, they've had some of my favorite players that I've ever watched on that team over the years. Uh, no disrespect to the other teams, but... I would love to see them. Nice pass from Keandre Miller. What a play. Yeehaw. Uh, But, uh, yeah. Tips for watching more European hockey. Uh, Well, they make it very difficult for us normies in North America to watch them. So my only suggestion is there is a specific website that I will not mention by name, but I'm sure people on here know uh, that I believe is based out of a country that uh, is doing bad things overseas. And, uh, they, they host a lot of those streams, but you didn't hear that from me. What have you seen from Matejczyk that has him rising? I think it was just a lot of that, that he just, he has really, he has really, really good data in a few areas. Like he's a, he's probably, I think he is literally the most active passer that I've ever tracked. He has such a good ability to spot options and execute on them accurately and effectively because he does have size limitations. I still am skeptical about Matejchuk. I look at his production and how he plays and I go, I don't know how this is going to work in the NHL. I just don't. I mean, the right team is going to need to know what they're doing with him. He's going to need support from forwards. He's good. If he, he's not super useful, if he's not pinching up in the offensive zone, joining rushes, stepping up offensively, he's just not the same player outside of those situations. Um, the skill level I think is going to need to improve his agility and mobility in four directions is going to need to improve. But when he gets a stray puck in the defensive end and he starts charging up the ice with it and quarterbacking a rush and getting into the offensive zone and, and mixing things up in that area, he's a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, I moved him ahead of guys like Leon Bixell and Sam Renzel and Owen Pickering. Like I could see easily that Owen Pickering could be a better NHL player than Denton Matejchuk. But I also... I kind of sat back watching him today and I kind of went, yeah, but if Denton Matejchuk is a thing versus Owen Pickering, like assuming they both work out because they both carry risk, assuming they both work out, who am I more excited about 
to watch, and it's probably Matejchuk. I love Owen Pickering, though. He's a great player, tons of upside. But if Denton could work out, Denton could be a lot of fun. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jagger Furcus? Really skilled, great shooter, not uh, not great separation speed, and not great under pressure, which is a bad combo, but he, he, he pushes things hard, he pushes pace, he's a good stick handler, and he can make very complicated plays look pretty simple. I like Jagger Furcus. He should be a first-round pick, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see where he goes. Is Steve actually going to go for Casper? Steve Eisenman? Uh, maybe. Wouldn't be the... I mean, I could see it. It'd be a little high for me, but I will not judge Steve Eisenman on his decisions ever again. Do you ever pay attention to teams' patterns on drafting for fun, i.e. the Blues never taking Europeans in the first round? Uh, yeah, I mean, I always do that. When I do mock drafts and stuff, which I will be doing uh, now that the playoffs are further along... Um, yeah, now that now that I do uh, do that, then yeah, I will I will pay attention because I do think that factors in. There are trends um, that you can spot. Like the last time Ottawa drafted a Russian out of Russia was I think two thousand and five. So you can kind of infer that Ottawa's not going to draft a Russian out of Russia this year. And even then, I think they've only drafted like two Russians since two thousand five, and one of them is Igor Sokolov. Um, if you were a general manager with multiple first rounders, would you really be willing to take more risk than you? Would if you had only one first rounder? Wouldn't you just follow your list? It's hard to say until you're at the draft. Like, where are my first rounders? Who are the players that are involved? Um, certain players excite me more than others, and that's okay. Uh, I mean, I would follow my list. I wouldn't actively go out of my way to take on more risk because my list already sort of has factored that in. So I probably would would go would do that. Um. Who's more likely to make the playoffs first, Sabres or Red Wings? That's a really good question. Um, but, ooh. Stupid wireless keyboards. Um, yeah, who's going to make the playoffs first between the Bruins, or the, the Sabres and the Red Wings? Uh, oh. I'm going to go Detroit. I'm going to go Detroit. But you're going to need to knock out, like, who are they going to, oh, maybe Pittsburgh next season isn't as good. Maybe maybe Washington. Like, the playoff race isn't going to get much easier next season, I don't think. Maybe Florida will take a step back. I don't know. Um, thoughts on Boston Buckberger, another Brooks Bandit. I've seen him a little bit here and there. I'm not huge on him. I don't know. He's a D-plus one who's not really producing a ton in the AJHL. Every time when I watched him, I kind of didn't really see much that moved the needle for me, really. Would you trade Shifley if it was a good package if you were Jets general manager? Well, depends on what good means, but I don't know. Are the Jets really going... Like, if you start taking things apart in Winnipeg, like, how does Nikolai Ehlers feel about that? Because you don't want to trade Nikolai Ehlers. Like, I think the Jets kind of know that they're in this position where this is kind of it. Like, this is their team, and they've got Hellebuck. They've got the names. They need better defense defensemen, I think. They have good ones. They like like Vili Hanala and but he's not playing. And they're playing guys like Logan Stanley. Um The Jets I think the Jets are just kind of doomed to be playoff bubble guys, I feel like. I don't know. Like 
if Shifley could be traded for a defenseman or something, like not futures, then I could see it. And maybe that's just a shakeup that they need to make. But I also think they've been outright saying that they're not planning on trading him. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. In the next 10 years, do you think the NHL will expand even more? Do you think that, do you think that by then the Coyotes would be moved? Well, uh, if the NHL is allowing the Arizona Coyotes to play in an NCAA rink for multiple years in a row, they're not going to be relocated. Um, and it doesn't seem like Alex Marullo wants to move them. Uh, in the next 10 years, do I think they'll expand more? At this, honestly, like we're, I think, I think, yes, I think we're kind of starting to see, excuse me. I think we're kind of starting to see a new era in the league, like looking at all this offense in the playoffs and like, I don't know. I, I try to sometimes step away from like how intense of a hockey fan I am sometimes. And especially when I think about how hockey is perceived in the States and like just seeing the, the way that other sports sportcasters are talking about the playoffs now and like really sort of promoting just how good these playoffs have been in the NHL and like just how intense they've been and how many good games and series there have been. Like I get the feeling that they should, that that they should keep leaning into that a little more and, and really like, it's a lesson to be learned of just how good this sport can be. If the preconceived biases and old school sort of mentalities around it, it's like baseball like if those are removed the game becomes so much more exciting and interesting and and dynamic and emotional like i don't mind a 9-7 game but it seems like there's a lot of people in the nhl who really really mind a 9-7 game but seeing connor mcdavid score three goals in a night is really good for the sport it's not good for goaltenders but there's still good goaltending performances that are possible. So, uh, any, in any case, I don't know. I, I think, I think that there could be expansion because I do think that once the NHL makes the money back that the owners lost in the pandemic, we'll be looking at a bit of a more favorable environment to sort of flex things a little bit more, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see how things go, but I get the feeling that expansion for the next little while is probably a bit of a long shot now that they're at 32 and i don't think any other professional league in north america is over that number like i at least not of the major ones like nfl mlb nba nhl i think mls might have more teams i could be wrong though they seem to have more teams every year uh what happened with the canadian world junior team i would i would google it because you got to read the article for yourself my friend um after listening to the recent NHL draft class pod, I get the feeling that Cutter Gochi will go top 10. Do you agree? I think it could easily, easily, easily happen. Uh, are guys like Mintyukov and like and Yurov going to drop because of Russia? Mintyukov will not. Uh, I understand why Ivan Roshnashenko is going to because of health reasons. Yeah, I, I, I think Yurov might slip a little. I, I don't know who's his representative. I don't know who his agency is. But the only thing I can say about Russian players is that I am not... The only thing I can say about Russian players is that you got to look at who their representation is and who's talking to them and feeding them information. Like all I know about Russian players this year is that Gleb Trikhozov, Vladimir Grudinin, and I think a couple of others, I don't remember who, are represented by a person who is very, 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 very vocally anti-Russia. And so 
to me, that means either something's going to change on the on the representation angle, or those players are open to the idea of coming over. Yurov is not part of that group. Minchukov, I believe, I can't remember, but Minchukov is already in North America. Um, so really, that's a decision that you'd have to ask him personally about. Uh, who should the Leafs pick up at 25? Do you think McGordy or Casper will be available? Uh, Brad Lambert. <laughs> I get the feeling at Brad, that Brad Lambert at 25 is going to be there. Uh, if he's not, I probably wouldn't go McGroarty. Casper, I don't think will be available. I don't think Coolidge will be available. Yeah, I mean, Toronto with a guy like Noah Oslin could be fun. He probably will be available. Philip Mashar in Toronto would be a lot of fun. Frank Nazer, if by some miracle slips, he could be good in something a little different that the Leafs don't really have. Thoughts on Matthew Wood at the U18s? Uh, good finisher. That's about it. <laughs> One of the most perplexing case studies I've come across in a long time. The guy just cannot skate. He has no pace, uh, but his skill is pretty good, and he has a really, really good shot. So it works for now, but we'll see how he is next season. Is Ludwig Persson a good pick in the second round? Uh, again, depends on who's available. That's my, that's my gospel. Uh, that's my gospel. It depends on who's available. Would I draft Ludwig Persson in the second round? Probably not until the end of the second round, but maybe. Um, would I pick him? Sure, but, but there's probably going to be better players earlier in the second round. Like, he's a, he's a good finisher, I just want, I wanted to see more out of him this year, especially considering that he's on the older end of this season's draft eligibility. I, I would have liked to see a little bit more out of him uh, in terms of driving play, especially in the SHL tape that I saw. Looked a little bit uncomfortable handling pucks in transition himself, but finished well. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any playstyle comparisons for Juracek and Nemich? Not which players we can expect them to be like, but which player they, they play similar to. So Juracek, I've, I've been saying it for a while. He kind of reminds me of Mikhail Sergachev. Nemich is tougher. He kind of... I'm trying to think of who he might remind me of. Like, maybe a Morgan Riley brand of player. Like, up that alley. Kind of thing. Maybe that. I don't hate that. I hate comparisons, but I don't hate that one. Uh, do, 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 do. Do you think Isagai gets actually drafted? How bad do you want him to get drafted? I want him to get drafted really, really bad, but I would be surprised if he was drafted. Um, I think he got better over the course of the year. I actually have a game lined up for him. I hope I can do it this week, but I want to do at least one more, maybe two by the end of the year. Because uh, I want to show people what he can do. It would be really cool to do a, be able to have the time to do a video on Isagai. Um, I just think that there's a lot of potential in his game. He just needs to fill out and get stronger. Uh, I, I really believe that. Um, but I want him to work out really bad. Uh, what are your thoughts on Pavel Regenda? I knew that was going to get asked and I totally forgot to watch him. So I'll, I'll make a note to watch Regenda and you can ask, uh, later. Let me just write him down. Um, rank these from best to worst. Buffalo, barbecue, and honey garlic. Uh, if we're talking wings... Uh, I'm going in that order. Buffalo, barbecue, honey, garlic. Uh, Geeky is Rasmussen. Eh, no, he's not. 
Um, does Casper make sense for the Leafs? Sure, but he probably won't be available there. Uh, thoughts on how Sharks 2020 draft is shaping up? So far, excellent, which I expected considering the guys that he they drafted. Um, and if you don't know, that would be Bordalo, uh, Weisblatt, Co, Goosechin, and who cares? Um, but yeah, so far looking very, very good. Slick moves by Kako? Yes, there was. Uh, top five arenas in terms of fan experience and atmosphere. Well, I've only ever been to... Two? Three NHL arenas? I went to, I've been to Leafs games. I went to a Blue Jackets game. Oh my god, is that it? Never been to a Senators game. Yeah, that's it. So I can't tell you. <laughs> uh, what's a good comp for Matthias Havlid? That's the hard thing about Havlid is I don't know. Uh, a defenseman who is really good at shooting the puck and pretty good in a straight line skating with the puck, but that's about it. Um, I don't know. And that's a part and that's part of the issue with him. What do the Leafs need to make it past the first round other than maybe some luck? I don't know. Uh what it would when you look at the Leafs roster, there's not much that they don't that they don't need. The thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I've said this before, when they get pushed up against a wall, they turn into triple A hockey players at Shinny, thinking that that their opponents are forty year old beer leaguers who are wondering why there's triple A hockey players at Park Shinny. Like but the opponents are actually NHL players. They're gripping their sticks too tight. They're looking for the extra pass. They're looking for the backdoor play. And teams like Tampa and especially physical teams like Montreal last year, they're just too good to allow them to do that. Like just make the plays as they show up and stop trying to look for those A plus S tier expected goals thing. Like Toronto almost is so good analytically that they're predictable. Like, you just collapse the middle of the ice and make it really hard for them to get really good shooting opportunities from dangerous areas. They'll still get those shot attempts from dangerous areas and the expected goals will look really good, but if there's nine guys parked in front of the net between the the the, the, the player that's trying to shoot the puck and the goalie, that just makes it just randomness and, and chaos. And it's easy for them to sort of block those shots anyway coming in which seems to happen a lot, especially when the Leafs get their backs pushed up against the wall. Um, so that's a mental thing, I think, that they still show symptoms of. And you saw it, especially in Game 7 this year. But other than that, yeah, like luck. Um, last year, Game 6 overtime, Puck bounces over uh, Puck bounces over Ilya Mikheyev's stick with like three seconds left in the third period, and that would have ended the series. Then they dominated overtime, one bad play, and the Puck's in. That bad play aside, that's kind of just bad luck. Uh, this round, they played hard. You can't really fault them. Um, someone had to lose. Uh, is Moroshnashenko worth a risk in the first? I have him ranked in the first, but I don't think I would do it, personally. Is the downfall of John Tavares completely overblown? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's still a pretty talented NHL player, I would say. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, could Lafreniere score 80 plus next season? Are you talking points? I still don't think so, but he will, I think he'll have a better season next year, I think. Will Kako get offer sheeted? No, because 
offer sheets never happen. They happen a little bit, but mostly because teams are, I mean, now it happens because Carolina was trolling Montreal and Montreal troll was trying to get Sebastian Ajo. Will Kako get offer sheeted? I'd be stunned. Uh, what player will be the cylinder of 2022? Not taken in the top five yet plays a full season next year. Um, Ogren comes to mind. Uh, yeah, Ogren comes to mind. Maybe Yurichek, but I mean, he should be drafted top 10, but Ogren comes to mind. Would you rather live in Texas or Florida? Next question. Uh, is that his rankings? Yes, this is mine. Uh, Khalil, hello. Uh, what's up, Will? Hello. Thank you. You keep up the good work with whatever you're doing, sir. Or madam, whoever you are. Uh, they're announcing the WHL awards. Okay, whatever. Uh, who do you like out of Luno, Salomonson, and Lamaru, or other right defensemen in that range? I go Salomonson. I mean, Luno is fine. I think Salomonson has a bit more physical intensity and, and covers gaps a little bit better. Way younger than Luno as well, I think. Um, but they're in the same grouping, I think. Oh, no, they're not. Luno's a tier lower. Um, I'm not, I don't know. Luno's a guy who's going to play in the NHL no matter what I say, no matter where I rank him. Teams are going to play him. He's going to be fine. But I think there's higher upside guys that I would draft ahead of him. But I probably have him ranked too low. Um, but still, I think he's a second round level guy. General thoughts on Leon Bixell. I'm so impressed with his play. He is an interesting player. If you don't get Juracek, you could get Bixell. A uh, big physical guy, um, pretty decent skill. I feel like he's gotten a lot more comfortable on his feet over the course of this season. Um, so yeah, uh, I like Bixell. I feel like he'll get drafted higher than I would pick him, but I feel like he could be an NHL player, a physical punishing guy on the back end. Um that can that can also play with the puck pretty well not extraordinarily well but but better than you would expect how good are the edmonton oil kings extremely if the sabers end up with something like lamborghini and casper what would you rank that on a scale of one to ten probably like a eight or a nine <laughs> that'd be a hell of a first round uh and i'm not even the biggest fan of morgan geeky but or a connor geeky but that would be a heck of a pickup uh stankoven has won the lady being of the whl good because that's what he deserves um are you are you a uh are you a double dipper in get together a double dipper in get together what the hell does that mean i can't believe i'm about, I'm about to google this is that a gravity falls joke i'm old i don't even know what gravity falls is um i'm i'm old uh zach well you broke my heart man showing up right at the end does the recent playoff point production from Caden Gooley change your view of him uh no <laughs> no it doesn't um all right that's gonna be it for tonight oh wow 1001 on the dot look at that uh thank you very much for joining me everybody uh this was a lot of fun once again we'll do it next week again next thursday night with the mckeens video team on stream uh with greg revac and sam mcgilligan so follow them uh so that'll be that'll be a good time um what else uh there's two videos in production now i'll be shooting a bunch on the weekend uh happy pride month to everyone especially those who celebrate uh you know keep being you do your thing you know always have my eternal support and i hope everyone else that's in here uh so yeah and uh what else am i thinking here um i think that's it oh and if you're in ontario vote tomorrow uh just do it 
um doesn't take that long ideally um and if it did that would be a real problem um but we live in a pretty neat a pretty neat place uh you have one job as a citizen usually these days so we may as well do it uh oh well i can't not answer this one you snuck in here would you rather give up drunk pizza or hangover breakfast uh i'd give up hangover breakfast um anyway uh all right guys uh thank you very much for joining me we'll see you next week uh i've been rambling for too long uh thank you very much um i'm gonna keep watching this crazy crazy game and we'll see you uh 